champ is in a building. Juice is here. The champ is here. Huh? Before we start, before we even get into the interview, the discussion part, we always like to ask our guests, what's your zodiac sign? I kind of already knew that. We don't like Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarius men are different. Very loyal though. I will give. I will give right. you that. But, to the fault. huh? To the fault Say it again. To you the think fault. so? To the fault? I think that I think I mean, that like, they're no very. No matter what that person is doing, whether good, bad, or wrong, you're still gonna ride with them. That's why I said to the fault. Like they are easily detachable from emotions and what in relationships. Like I, I can be cool with you, but I, that part is just like that part is done for me. Yeah, that part is done for me. What'd you say? You said what? They learn how to detach very easily. That's not me. No, I don't well, think, I think they it's do. A, I think it's a, a facade. Hide. It's a facade of being able to. I can definitely do that. It's a facade. Yeah. We really don't care in the whole time. I really do. You're right. My me. brother is an Aquarius. I'm going to say, uh, I always say this to my lady. I can't kiss my own ass, so I ain't going to kiss yours. But I really Ooh. would, though. I ain't never heard nobody say no shit like that. I had, that's some old, that's some old black people shit right there. Yeah. That's my, that's some what shit. What she say That's some shit my grandma that? said. Nothing, what can you say to somebody like that? Because to them, that's being truthful. But we're, for, for those who don't know who Juice is, might have never heard of him, where are you from? Right, where I'm from, Pleasantville. What's your background? Like, What's your nationality and all of that? Tonight, when we say we have kind of topics about black and brown people, we hit every every chord. Mexican, Puerto Rican is black. That's what we say when we say black and brown. Yes, that's how was it growing up with that that diverse background? A lot of people didn't. Well, I grew up with my mom and my grandparents, so it was easy for me. Which was black? Mexican and Puerto Rican? My dad was always around, so I mean, my life growing up. I you speak uh, fluent Spanish? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm My kids just had Puerto Rican. That's what I'm just asking. Yes, I mean, but so growing up, I mean, like that part. But around here, it doesn't really matter around here if you no. if you black or Puerto Rican or Mexican yeah, no. or this. Why really do you say this? Around here, it's so diverse. I don't think that we realize how easy, how easy it is for us to cohabitate together. Versus when you go to other places and you see how um, people are ostracized because they are mixed or because they are Latino. I remember like my first time experiencing not being liked by a Latino, and it was foreign to me because right. because I didn't I, I didn't I didn't understand that there were Latinos who didn't consider themselves black, black right. didn't consider themselves wanting to be around black people or anything and because i grew up near washington avenue i grew up with the anderhart like you know halfway every single person that is an adult right now that was spanish puerto rican is married to a black person vice versa they all got black kids right like all like my ex cuban 22 grandkids i think two of them might be full-blooded spanish 
Like we all like we all intertwined. So I do understand what you mean. Boxing. I think boxing over late, honestly. I think Did that, you? So when do people normally start boxing? Young. Some people start at seven, eight, nine. But you ask me a good age to start really is like around 13, 14. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people that started at seven, but by the time they turn pro and all that, they be burnt out. Burnt out. It's a couple of fighters that were world champions, but you look at them now, they're like, damn, he was a world champion? Like, man, they ain't been fighting since he was seven. 300 yeah. amateur fights, like, that ain't good. You look at somebody like Earl Spence who started at 16, world champion. He ain't got that much wear and tear on his body because he started at a decent age. He was an Olympian and became a world champion. But you know, you get some people that's born into it, so they mm-hmm. gotta start early. But it's fighting at that age all the way till now. It's not really like a break. Right? Because you constantly get hit in your head. I actually heard somebody say that before. I've heard a lot of people say that they didn't actually step into, like you're saying, until later in life, 17, 18, 19, after their body kind of developed a little bit more, they actually got into the sport that is making them money now, because it's, I I, I hear a lot of people say like, okay, I started out with soccer, like soccer, because that's a good team building sport, and then I went to this, but then I ended up here, but it wasn't like the same thing you're saying, like I was eight years old and I knew I wanted to be a boxer. I waited until I was fucking 17, 18, 19, where I was a little bit more developed and it was easier for me to get acclimated to it versus doing it so young and thinking you got it figured out and really beating your fucking body up. Yeah, but it's a, it's a lot of kids that were born into it. Like Floyd was born into it. Right. Like he was born into it. My dad was a fighter. His uncle, all his uncles was fighters. So he was born into it. But, you know, he took care of his body. As you see, as he got older, he didn't fight every year. He fought once a year. I mean, that, that wear and tear on your body, they don't even be the fights, it be the training camp. Every day, waking up, running, going to the gym. People over and over. That'd be the, that'd be the hard part. The fight is the easy part. Who introduced you to it? You said your father was a fighter? No, my dad was a fighter. Oh, I thought you said that. <laughs> no, uh, I just like the sport. And I just always watched it and always wanted to do it, but playing football. So it's like, you can't box and play football, but football, you gotta get big. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going to that. You gotta be to be a fighter. Yeah, you gotta lose weight to be a fighter. So I'm 180 pounds trying to play running back. Uh, who am I gonna fight in the heavyweight division? I'm 5'9". You was 180 pounds? Yeah, 185 in college. I was small in high school, but when I got to college, you broke up. Broke up 185, and then I got hurt. My sophomore year, my freshman year, I did real good. I ain't start, but I started a couple games. I had a real good freshman year. So I was going to be the man my sophomore year. And I went to a JUCO in New Mexico. New Mexico military is too because... What's a JUCO? Uh, when you don't make it, when you don't make the clearhouse, you can't go to a four-year school like USC or Miami. Or, so you got to go to a JUCO. So you got to go to nah, it's a community college. Okay. But it's the it's classes, like, just like... Football division one, division two, okay. division three. Okay. It's division one JUCO, division two JUCO, division two JUCO. So I went to a division one JUCO. So from there, I was gonna play two years, get my grades up, make the clearinghouse, and then go to a four year school. Uh-huh. But I got hurt myself in one year, and I wanted a red shirt because I was gonna miss like six, seven games. And I had a beast first game. I got hurt in the third quarter. I had 
13 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns. I was rolling and got hurt. So I'm, that was my year. So I'm like, yo, I want a red shirt. Coach like, I ain't give you one. I said, well, you don't give me one. I'm leaving. He said, I'm leaving. I said, oh, he thought he, guess he thought I was joking. I withdrew from all my classes the very next day. And left. He That's said, that Aquarius shit. He said, like, I, like, I don't give a fuck. He fuck said, you. He like, said, I, I don't. whole team to my dorm room. Mind you, it's a military school, so we have barracks. He literally sent the whole team to my dorm room to miss me to stay. I'm like, he pretty much gave me a to kiss, so kiss mine now. And I left. And then I tried to get back to school a few times, but he marked me down as playing. So, in college, if you play three games, that year counts. But I only played three quarters, but he marked me down as playing, so my clock was going to be busted. So I can either I couldn't go Division One or to another Juco. I can only go Division Three, and I felt like I was way better than Division Three player. So I told my cousin, he was the boy. He always wanted to box, but he was actually good at boxing in his younger years. So I'm like, we gonna go to the gym, cuz, and we went. He was uh, naturally good at it. I was terrible. And I was big, like 180 pounds. Uh, right, I can't. I'm trying to look at, so look nobody, at you so and imagine it. <laughs> like, not to be in your business, how much do you weigh right now? Uh, right now, I left the gym today at 152. I got to be at 146 by Friday. When we got in the gym, like, the, the first day, I was like, man, I'm about to quit. The way my dad raised Day one? Yeah, it's no. rough. Like, they got them. You, you thinking, you watching TV, maybe what you're doing, all the bits. You want to do that when you get in the gym, hit no. the bag. they like, nah, get the marriage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hurting. I'm big as hell. I'm like, man, I'm like, that's low. So you wasn't you know, big like, as in muscle, like, I was bulky. Weight. Yeah, no, nah, I was bulky. I had muscles. Like, I'm a pretty cut up person, but just add, look at me ripped up. There's a difference between being lean and being and be bulky. With, with, 30 more pounds on me. I mean, I still had a six-pack, eight-pack, still had muscles. I was pretty cut up, but I was 185 pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we in the gym, I'm like, cut, I don't know, just for me. I'm like, I mean, but the way my dad raised me, we don't quit. Nothing we do. So no such thing as a I just stuck with it. That's what he said. You ain't no quitting. So I just stuck with it. Got better and better and better. Champions here. 23 and 2. How many? 23 and 2. Ranked in the uh, top 30, no, top 40 in the U.S. and top 70 in the world in the World's Weight Division. That's right. Tell me your stats. What's one of your most memorable fights? Saddam Ali in Vegas 2019, 26 to open. That's a 26 to 100 by the time the fight rolled around, I was 13 and one. The fight closed at seven and one underdog, but I got I caught it. My family caught it at 13 and one. We bet everybody bet. So I want to say when we all left that ring or at the casino, we had over a quarter million dollars between everybody. Oh shit! That was, so that, nice. was, that, was that was the biggest. Uh, in, in all honesty, I think it's. The biggest upset in boxing history was Mike Tyson. The Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. I think I'm number four on the list. I had to find that out like two years ago. I'm number really? four on the list as an underdog. And he's from Pleasantville, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my uh, great cousin is Wilfredo Benitez. He was the first, he was the youngest champion ever in 
Puerto Rico, 17 years old, became a world champion. I didn't know that until I realized that my, my, my middle name is Esteban. Uh -huh. It's a Spanish name. It's, it's and Esteban. he has a cousin. His first cousin is Esteban Benita. That's who I got named after. Oh. Yeah. So that's the. That's, that's what it seems that's like. The, that's, I mean, that's, probably why, that's, that's probably why I like boxing so much growing up. Cause my, this one, the, the little. Cable box they have with the legal channels on right. it. Watching right. the and then I was showing your age. Showing your age. That's all I have to say. You showing your age. Oh, that was the 80s, baby. Yeah, I'm an 80s baby. He's showing his age. Yo, I had made I had made a post uh before the out that said like the ancestors will always get get what they need to get done. They right. will always return in some type of way. And that's funny that like you learned that after you the, decided to you know really pursue boxing. Yeah, that just tells me that that was just a part of the destiny. Yeah, it's crazy because my father was incarcerated at the time when he found out I was boxing, and he was he was real advocate of me playing baseball, and I was real good at baseball. Twelve, they played soccer. Football. <laughs> I know I want to marry a baseball player. From eight, from 8 to 12, I played <laughs> no, little, from 8 to 12, I played Little League. 8, I wasn't that good. 9, I was decent. Then he took me to Atlantic City, and I played in Atlantic City Power League. And I just got better every year. By the time I was I was the best player in the league. Then I went to, then I played Babe Ruth. Then I got to high school, I went to St. Jude's, but I went to St. Jude's for football. And so I tried out for the baseball team, and it was just like real... I don't want to say racist. Standoffish. I don't, I want to say, I, I don't want to say racist. But it I is felt, what it is. Say what it yeah, is. I, I felt like they was being uh, like racist. And they stuck me with the freshman team. But clearly I was either a varsity. JV player or I should have been on the baseball team. And went, for, went to track. And then I ended up leaving St. Joe's after my, my father got incarcerated. Ended up leaving St. Joe's after my freshman year. Went to Atlantic City for a couple months. That was like probably the worst thing for me grade-wise. Cause it was like college. Like I was literally coming to class 30, 40 minutes late, the teacher wouldn't see nothing. Like just look at me like, oh, okay. Mark me down this late. I'm here. Next day, test. With the test, so I don't know nothing because I'm in, in somebody else's gym or somebody else's lunch. Fooling around, wanna be the man, and I got my progress report. I looked at that said, these F's, I said, and they not going, they not on yeah. top of you like that. Yeah, like, they, you I mean, they ain't no, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I couldn't play sports because I owed St. Joe's like $900, so he held my transcripts. So I ain't played no sports my sophomore year. That pretty much done. Then I finally got the money to pay it, and I was, I went up going to Pleasantville, and it was like 360 for me as far as grade wise, and I was able to play and did really good sports wise. I went to college. I didn't make the my, my core GPA wasn't high enough to make it to Division One, but it was a lot of Division One schools that wanted to sign me. And my coach uh, at the time was William Birch, BJ Pureland, real good dude. He was my coach, and he was telling me like, "Yo, you got to do this, do that." Like he really had it set up for me. Like I was taking classes from my sophomore year, my senior year, so I could get my grades up. Right. Now, I mean, he really looked out for me. And then he told there was a lot of coaches coming there to see me. I mean, come see other players, and then one time my highlight tape happened to be in the VCR, and he was like, the coach was like, yeah, that's a good player. But they like, yeah, he ain't gonna make the clear how they're like, well, send him to this school right here. 
you do not want this fight to go the distance. Absolutely. You want to knock out like yeah. that's this. I don't expect that less than a stoppage or a knockout or he don't get out of the corner when the round is over. Is it important for you to have, you know, your city back and you having your city in the, in the audience Absolutely. This is my 18th fight in the town. And every time they show up, I love it. Like, Lang City, Pleasantville, just the 609 period, be in the building. I'll Say less. Say less, the 609. I feed off that energy. Like, like my last fight in December, I took a lot of shortcuts. There was a lot of stuff happening in my camp. Not to make no excuses, but I really wasn't in the best shape. It wasn't the best version of me, but being in there, the crowd being in there motivated me. I was able to stick it out and get an ugly win. So, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, when they there, they cheering, oh, come on, Drew, da, da, da. I get, like, I'm looking, I'm dead tired in the corner, looking across the ring, like, I cannot let this dude be me. Looking at him, like, yeah, you ain't, you don't want him more than me. me in my city, you don't like, want him more than me. That's right. another thing too. Like, I, I have lost in the lane scene. My last fight uh, that I lost was I'm on a 13 fight win streak, but I lost in 2016, and it was not a good feeling. Yeah. And I vowed that I would never let that happen again. Is boxing easy to follow? Like, if a chick, but you in a relationship, he's in a relationship, y'all. But if you wasn't like, and a chick was trying to impress you. Would, is boxing something that you can easily pick up and just like follow and know? I mean, in a sense, it is, but it isn't. But speaking of that, my lady wasn't really into boxing before she met me. So I guess when you're around somebody and they always watching fights, like she's like, yo, fight come on. You be watching a fight right now. It's like, you yeah. picking it up because I'm like, I mean, for the most part, I would hope that you're going to be into something that I'm into. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I would say it's not that easy, but if you are, if you date somebody that's in the boxing or does box, you're going to pick it up naturally. You're going to know this person. Oh, he black. He's sorry. You know what I mean? Like, right. literally, like literally, we've had heated debates over fights. Like, not nah, right. he won. No, he won. And before you know it, we in there, like, it's like, it's almost turned into an argument. Oh, right. shit. Yeah, and she didn't even know about boxing before. Before, but she knows now. Like, yeah. she knows what she's talking about and what she's watching. So, it'd be like... And I'm, I'm one of them people that feel like I'm never wrong. I, right, because you're an Aquarius. Yeah, but I also get that from my dad. My dad is a, a Gemini. Oh, Lord. And he, like, <laughs> like me and him have the most heated arguments. I know sometimes I'll be looking on my stepmom. I'll be looking like, yo, are y'all father and son? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm about to fight. On? And you know then you mix that Latino with the black. Right. Yeah, and my, my, my mom's a firecracker, so I just get it from What's your mom's sign? Don't say Aries. She's born in June. She's a cancer. Uh oh, oh she's, that's why she celebrates birthday. That's she why she celebrates birthday so hard. Right, she's a, we're, I'm a Pisces and, and I'm a cancer. cancer. We're water signs, so. We, we definitely can. celebrate birthday hard. Right, and she's, so your mom's a caregiver, like she loves taking care of y'all. My sister's so. a Leo. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's July, my one of my sister's birthday is July 27th. That was August 10th, so they both Leo. Yeah, so I got yeah. two Leo, then the twins' birthdays in June. I mean, not June, July 10th. They cancers too. They, oh, yeah, they cancers like Oh, so mom. you got a lot of And then Mina's birthdays in December. So, um, Capricorn. I think December. She's right, it's like literally right before Christmas. Either the 12th or the 18th. I don't know. Mina, forgive me if I got it wrong. Or And what's your lady's? What's her birthday? Uh, 22nd. 